Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Here I'm speaking about the invisible and very real kingdom of Jesus Christ. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And if you look back to the book of Genesis at the very beginning, you can see what we lost. We lost paradise. We lost our relationship with God. And we lost dominion. So you can see in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3 that God of heaven created man on the earth. And he gave us dominion. He gave us authority over the earth. We are the original landowners of earth. We are the original gardeners. We are the original managers. And so what Jesus came to give us was the restoration of all things. When he hang on that cross, he said, it is finished. He said that it's paid in full. So he bought back not only man, but he bought back the earth as well. And so let's look at a couple of these scriptures together from the Bible, the Holy Bible. So here in Psalm 47, verse 7, it says, For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a skillful psalm. God reigns over the nations, and God sits on his holy throne. Now, in the New Testament, we sit on his throne. That's right. In the book of Revelation, Jesus says that he who overcomes will sit on Jesus' throne. He says that in Revelation chapter 3. If that seems unreasonable, then you begin to see in these scriptures in the Bible that our true identity is in Christ. We are in Christ. Jesus says to us, that we are one as he is one. He asked the Father to include us in the Godhead. That's right. Jesus says that, Father, would you share your glory, the glory that we had in the beginning? Would you give it to those who believe? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writes, If we endure with Christ, we will also reign with him. That means we are the ones who are ruling. We, according to Paul in Ephesians, are seated in Christ in the heavenly realms, far above all principalities and powers in Christ Jesus. We are hidden in Christ. Romans chapter 8 says, We are children. If we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God and co heirs with Christ. That means that we own everything that he owns. Jesus said to us, if you forgive anyone their sins, then they are forgiven. 
So the average Christian is greater than Moses, greater than John the Baptist, because Jesus said anyone in the kingdom is greater than everyone in the Old Testament. Jesus was crucified for forgiving people's sins. He was crucified for making himself out to be like God. He was crucified and persecuted and ridiculed by the Pharisees because he said that he was the son of God. He said that the father was his father. But Jesus said these things about you. He said these things about me. The reality of a Christian is incredible. Paul calls it a mystery. He calls it a secret that has been kept hidden. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, Do you not know that you will judge the angels? So who are you to walk as Jesus walked? Who are you to be called a son of God? Who are you to judge the angels? Who are you to forgive sins? Who are you for Jesus to say that you will sit on his throne? This is the kingdom of God. 2 Peter chapter 1 says, We have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Remember that Paul said that he said that there is a form of godliness that denies its power. And that is what I want to tell you today. That is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about the fact that Jesus Christ said that you need to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. These are two different types of yeast, two different types of teaching, two different ways of thinking, two different cultures. Jesus Christ is saying that the kingdom is like seed. Kingdom is thought. Kingdom is culture. Kingdom is teaching. These words of Jesus, they're all about the kingdom. Jesus said the parable of the kingdom the kingdom is like seed. The kingdom is like a lost coin. The kingdom is like this and like that. So the kingdom was what Jesus taught. In the book of Acts, Jesus came back from the dead and he spoke to the disciples for 40 days about the kingdom of God. He opened the understanding of those two disciples on the road to Emmaus about the kingdom of God. Paul preached the kingdom of God. John the Baptist preached the kingdom of God. And Jesus, when he told the disciples to go out two by two, told them to preach the kingdom of God. And so we, in our religious Christianity, I think we have been infected by the yeast of the Pharisees. And that yeast is a way of thinking. That yeast says that there is no power. But Jesus Christ commanded us to heal the sick and to raise the dead. And so what we need is we need to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. That is in church. That is in Christendom. In Christendom, 
there are all sorts of differences of religion. There are all sorts of political spirits and religious spirits. But Jesus Christ was continually confronting these. You cannot love God and money. The Bible says that if you love the world, you are the enemy of God. The Bible says that the natural mind is at enmity with the spirit. So there comes a point where you realize that Jesus is very exclusionary. You realize that Jesus is a king. He's not a religious leader. He's a king. And he says that you need to leave your mother and father. You need to leave your fields. You need to seek first the kingdom. You need to take the narrow road. Jesus said, if you do not hate your mother and father, then you are not worthy of me. And if that seems too hard, even I think the hardest one is this, follow me. The moment you follow Jesus, I mean really follow Jesus, you have lost your life. Jesus said to take up your cross and to follow him. So today and in every Kingdom Dynamics podcast, I'm laying the foundation for the kingdom of heaven to come. I'm speaking the truth. I'm speaking the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. Jesus Christ is a person. Jesus Christ is the word of God. Jesus Christ is the seed of the kingdom. When you receive the seed of the kingdom, you receive the person of Jesus Christ. You receive the word. And that word is sown deep in your heart. And so this is part of the mystery. Part of the mystery is that Psalm 115 says that God gave the earth to man. He gave the earth to man. So you and I are the landlords. You and I are the kings and the lords of this earth. And we have been given back the keys to the kingdom. The kingdom includes the family of God. The kingdom includes dominion over the earth. The kingdom includes authority over all of the power of the enemy. The kingdom includes health and financial prosperity. The kingdom is a real country and a government. The government is on his shoulders and of the increase of his government, there will be no end. Luke chapter 9 and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. Luke chapter 4. But Jesus said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God, for I was sent for this purpose. Jesus didn't come to preach church. He didn't even come to preach himself. He said, I can do nothing. Apart from my father, I can do nothing, and I do nothing of myself. So Jesus was an ambassador of his own kingdom. He came to serve. Matthew chapter 3, Now in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Jesus came to preach. Matthew thirteen thirty one. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in a field. It was smaller than all the other seeds, but when it was fully grown, 
It was larger than the garden plants and became a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. We have to get to the point where we believe Jesus Christ. We have to get to the point where we believe that God is true and everyone else is a liar. We need to get to the place where we will be the only Christians if we need to be. If no one else believes God, we will believe God. If I'm the last Christian on earth, then I will be the last Christian on earth. If no one in my church wants to follow Jesus, then that is up to them. Personally, I subscribe to the book of Revelation. I subscribe to those final chapters where... It says, he who's sinning, let him keep sinning. And he who is holy, let him keep being holy. I think there's a point where we just need to let people be. Our responsibility is to speak. You and I are a spirit. You and I are a spirit that is in a body. So when you speak, you are speaking heavenly things, you are like Jesus when he says, my words are spirit and my words are life. So will you allow the Holy Spirit to take over? I want you to make room for Holy Spirit today. Allow yourself to be taken over by the Father. Allow the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to enter your body, that your body would become a temple of the Holy Spirit. And all you need to do is obey him. Obey him, and you will see the good of the land. I'm just going to read a beautiful description of our Lord Jesus Christ Lord Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here he is here. Vurraba Barembe Then I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all of its brilliance. Thank you, Jesus. We just ask you to reveal yourself to these people, whoever is listening. I ask, Lord, that their spirit man would be born again, that they be transferred into the kingdom of light. Holy Spirit, that you would reveal Jesus to them. Holy Spirit, that you would transform them by the renewing of their mind, by the washing of the water of your word. Jesus, make us pure, make us holy as we are, but make us a bride without blemish. In Jesus' name.
guys, I just want to say that I was struggling for a number of years because I had, you know, come up against religious spirits and religious demons. Um, everything I was doing was really contested. And yet God gave me victory. Even now, I have incredible victory in many areas of my life. And I believe that that is going to exponentially increase and continue. In fact, God has given me an angel and his name is Dominion of Man. And I believe he will be with me forever. He's my angel and he's really big. And his job is to help me to live in dominion. He likes it when I mow the lawn. He likes it when I repair things. He likes it when I am prospering and in health, even as my soul prospers. And so who has God assigned to you? God is going to give you angels as ministering spirits to those who will inherit salvation. God has written a book about you and he has a plan for your life and he wants to empower you. He empowers you by the laying on of hands. He empowers you by equipping you for the work of ministry by the fivefold. Now, I was struggling for two years because I had begun to do this podcast and I had read everything I could find. I had read Miles Monroe and Jack Hayford and Graham Cook and I was listening to Leif Hitland and Creflo Dollar and Benny Hinn and Miles Monroe and Dr. Sunday Adelaide. And I found this man who seemed a bit crazy and I, I didn't really like him to begin with. His name was a bit crazy and his hair was a bit crazy and his clothes were a bit crazy. But even more crazy was his message that he had died on an operating table in a routine sort of dental surgery. And in that operation, he spent 45 minutes with Jesus outside of his body. Now, everything he said was true. And I found that there was somebody else on the earth who understood the kingdom of God that I had been seeking. Now, I know that there are many books about the kingdom and conferences about the kingdom, but what I had heard and seen by from God as he explained to me the kingdom, that it's a country, that it's a government, and there's a part of me that will not tolerate any religion. I will not tolerate. I don't care who you are. I will rebuke you to your face. And I have set up many boundaries. I am violent in my Christian life. I am violent in my spiritual life. I am violent in my family, in my eating, in my diet, in my exercise, in my routine. It is the violent who take it by force. And I realize that I'm a warrior. So I was really happy to find that there were some crazy people who believed some crazy things, some people who didn't water down the word of God, some people who expected to change themselves to be able to obey God, that we wouldn't, oh, we wouldn't change the words of Jesus, that we wouldn't change our expectations or our religion to suit us, to be a form of godliness denying its power. So I was really happy to find uh, Kevin and Kathy Zadai 
and I became a student of their uh, Warrior Note School. Now, I still read books. I write books. I listen to other people. I go to my church. I go to a mega church. I tithe. I serve in my church. But I'm also not waiting for them to get it. I'm not waiting for them. There are people in church who don't want what I've got. They don't want to die. They don't want to, they, they, they have a, a Jesus that is made in their image. Now, God loves them and I'm sure that they will, many of them, or if not all of them, will go to heaven. But I want a reward in heaven. I'm asking God for the city of Melbourne. I want to be the ambassador for this city in eternity. Jesus said that we would be rewarded with cities and I want Melbourne. So the way I'm living now, I'm not living for man's opinion. I'm living for God. So while I go to my, you know, above ground church where they love Jesus and where there is a form of godliness and it does, they do deny his power. You know, we all do, I think, to a certain extent. But I will not wait for them to see me or recognize me or give me an opportunity. In fact, I've had all of those opportunities. I've been ordained in that church. I've been a pastor. I've preached every Sunday for five years and I loved it. But now I'm doing what God's doing. So I'm not waiting for my church to change. I'm praying for my church. I'm sometimes fasting for my church. I'm attending. I'm tithing, I'm serving, but I'm also running my own church. I'm running what I've called the, what God told me to do, which is the Melbourne Underground Church. He said to me that the the move of God is in people's homes. Now, I was fascinated after a year or so following Kevin and, and doing his every video and every book I could find that he began to launch some house churches. So I believe this is where I'm called. This is where I'm at. God said to me that he wanted a thousand churches. He wanted me to start a thousand churches in Melbourne. Now that sounds crazy because there's barely a thousand churches in Melbourne anyway. But then I realized that he knew what was coming. This was years before the coronavirus. This was years before the lockdown and before people could not go to church. And he knows, who knows what's coming in the future with viruses and vaccines and things. But I believe that, and I see that a thousand churches in people's homes is not a big deal. You know, with 20 people each, that's barely 20,000 people. You know, there's a hundred times that in Melbourne. So we have, we have 5 million people. You know, I will not be satisfied until there are 5 million people in churches in Melbourne. And I want them to be born again. I want them to be following Jesus. I don't want them to have a form of godliness, but denying its power. So we need to, we need to get back to the words of Jesus. We need to get back to the words that Jesus preached. So I'm not ever, I'm not telling you not to go to church. I don't want anyone to leave their church, but I do want them to seek first the kingdom. I do want them to understand the word because Jesus said it's he who understood the word that bore fruit. 
and I want them to to start to meet in their homes every day. You know, really, the Christian church in the book of Acts was was meeting daily. And so we need to follow and get into the river and go with what the Holy Spirit is doing. And it may be different to what you have expected. It may find itself outside of the four walls of the above ground churches. Thanks so much for listening. Have a look at melbourneundergroundchurch.com. Check out Kevin Zadai if you're not in Australia, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening.